Welcome to the Mark Steria Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Steri, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Steri, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records, are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Dave Perner. I still have some of the same sort of anger, but I have a sense of humor about it. A sense of being constructive with that anger. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 43. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Monday, it wasn't a gig for me, but I got to go see the guest this week, Mr. Matt Everson, rock out with Chris Hockey, opening up for Soul Asylum at CHS Field in downtown St. Paul. One of the many reasons I love living in St. Paul. St. Paul Saints, live music, what a blast. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. It was absolutely roasting again outside, so I played inside. Uh, A lot of people were glued to the TV because of that big soccer game in town, but still was a solid and good show. Thursday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson, my dog Copper, and myself rambled on down to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin to play Cray, their company picnic. Uh, it was a good time, and thanks to my buddy Tomcat for babysitting Copper while I played that. Uh, looks like we're playing the show next year again, so thanks for having us, guys. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. It was an absolutely beautiful night out, so it did start out kind of slow, but filled in pretty good. And the Olympics were on, and it reminds me, I played there for like three Olympics. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself headed on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar. A big thanks to Jamie and Paul for taking Johnson and myself and Copper out in the boat on Pelican Lake. What a beautiful day and what a blast. As far as the show goes, those are always solid, always fun, and a huge happy birthday to our friend, Caitlin. Upcoming shows. Thursday, August 11th, 2016, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. Friday, August 12th, 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at the Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. 
Saturday, August 13th, 2016. Mr. Brian K. Johnson, Allie Gray, and myself will be rocking out at the PD Pappy's Poop Deck in Stillwater, Minnesota. Very excited for the show because folks from the Canine Inspired Change Therapy Dog Club that we work for are going to be there selling the brand new calendars, which feature my dog Copper, Tim Siegler, St. Paul Saints, everybody. Uh, come check it out. Sunday, August 14th, 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at the 5 O'Clock Club in beautiful Cumberland, Wisconsin, from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Guest this week is part two of three with Chris Hockey band guitarist and previous longtime tech for GB Layton, Soul Asylum, etc., Matt Everson. We discuss working with Soul Asylum, Six Degrees of Matt, Golden Smog, Jeff Tweedy, Tommy Stinson, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Matt Everson, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, part two. Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy to be here. Crazy. Um, crazy. It's a stormy day here in St. Paul, Minnesota, and we are still here in my basement. Uh, the doggies finally passed out, which I think with Luke's podcast, it took her like a good hour or so. Yeah. But so she's calmed down. Nice. Um, the one and only Matt Everson, who rocks out with the Chris Hockey Band, uh, is here on the podcast for part two. Last episode, we talked about his his times and and getting in with uh, and performing with Chris Hockey Band, and I uh, got a variety of stuff I'd like to ask him for episode two. I want to talk about one of my favorite bands of all time that changed my life that I know you worked with, Soul Asylum. <laughs> Just start. <laughs> start. Just start. <laughs> Tell me about Soul Asylum. Tell me about Dave Perner. Tell me about Michael Bland. Tell me about Dave Murphy. Anything. Dan Soul Murphy. Is, Dan that, Murphy. Yeah. Uh, those guys are Soul great. Asylum. Tell me about it. What was that, what was that all about? They're just a bunch of great guys that just want to play. And they have... Dave's got songs and just... The band just works for some reason. It just is... Uh, What's, here's what's funny. Nobody wants to play after Soul Asylum <laughs> because they go up on stage and just blow everybody away. It's just full-on rock. It's a great show. Dave is so... He's such an animated person and personable and just goofy and funny and just having fun. And... They just blow the doors off, so anyone that follows after them just can't compete. I saw that firsthand. The I think one of the first concerts I ever saw mm-hmm. was at Midway Stadium over here, and it was with Soul Asylum. I'll never forget Dave Perner. He they were playing Black Gold. He's playing and the guitar didn't work. And he yells in the microphone, he goes, I'm playing in my hometown. You think they'd give me an effing guitar that would work? 
<laughs> and then during the big part of uh, you know they're all kicking black gold, he smashes the guitar right when on the stage, uh-huh. right in time, smashes it again, yep. and my jaw dropped. I'm like, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. That's what I want to do. Yeah, Dave is. Uh... He does what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's one of those guys that uh it's fine. It'll get fixed. <laughs> you, whatever. So when I find I didn't never got to meet him until well after that I was I fell in love with Soul Asylum, you know, like Grave Dancers Union, bought their old records, all that stuff. Uh, wanted to be a Twin Cities rocker and build up like Perner. Uh I do a lot of art stuff. So I drew this picture of Dave Perner laying on his side, these dreadlocks hanging everywhere. So many, many years later, I become a fan of Wilco. Yes. Jeff tweeting those guys. Mm-hmm. And so I'm waiting back, waiting on the side, wanting to meet him. It was at the State Theater, Orpheum probably. And uh, I wanted to meet him, sitting there back, whatever, hoping someone to come out. Here comes Dave, uh, Dave Perner, yeah, my childhood hero. And uh, the only thing I said to him was like, "Dave, I love you, man. I, I drew a picture of you in high school, and I won an art competition for it." And he's like, "Cool, man. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Sounds like Dave." Uh, Photos on Facebook. Uh, Woody, Soul Asylum's guitar tech through you know the big years. Uh, is also Wilco's guitar tech. Really? Yeah. And kind of with the partner developed the mastery bridge uh, that uh, Wilco, they've, they're big, you know, jazz master, guitar guys, ja- yeah. Jaguars. And well, the bridge on those old fenders is tough to intonate and keep in tune. And so Woody came up with this type of a bridge they call a mastery bridge that basically made for the guys in Wilco and then ended up people everywhere that use jazz masters want that bridge. What's the name of Wilco, that fancy guitar player they hired? What's that guy's name? I can't think of it. Um, did you ever get to meet Jeff Tweedy or see those guys? I uh, met Jeff Tweedy once. That's one of my all-time heroes. Really? Tweedy and Perner. That is just... Uh... <clears throat> well, you know, Golden Smog. Yeah! Dan Murphy and um, it's Tweety, Gary Lewis. Gary Lewis, yep. One of my favorite songs is by Golden Smog of all time. It's uh, Since You Came Along. Mm-hmm. But they did a, a little reunion show uh, at the Fine Line. Oh, it was probably somewhere in like 2012. Anyway, I uh, ended up guitar teching that show because Dan you Murphy. Did? Well, Dan Murphy was playing, and I was working with Soul Asylum at the time. Oh, my God. How was that? It was great. Yeah. And uh, Tommy Stinson actually opened. Are you <laughs> kidding Do, me? Doing, You're talking d- replacements d- now. I'm in love. 
well, Tommy you dropping Tom, some big names. Tommy was friend. just playing acoustic. Uh, he was fronting. Yeah. It was his like solo thing he was doing, and it was. Um, yeah, I think that was the same what was, show. What kind of yeah, music was, was a different he playing? Show. Was he, he wasn't playing any replacement stuff, was no, he? No, he was doing his own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, uh, uh, because he was out with GNR. That's uh, right. I read that. He was playing with them. Who, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guitar player with Guns N' Roses now. Sla- well, it was Slash. Yeah, but not now. Well, then it was Richard that... Fortas. Okay. Was playing with Tommy. That guy's amazing. <laughs> Did you get to have beers, these guys, or what? I <laughs> just hanging out after sound check, you know, and and then after the show and whatnot. But oh my god! No, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Some of the people you run into and know th- or meet through others, you know. You're like my Kevin Bacon. What's it? Six degrees? <laughs> six degrees. Kevin Bacon. Dance before the Lord with all his might. Leaping, leaping and dancing before the Lord. Leaping and dancing. <laughs> Six degrees of Matt Everson of all my right. all my musical heroes. Yeah, you just buds with. I'm surprised I'm remembering any of these names. What? <laughs> I'm not good with names. If but... I'm one of the Stinsons and one of the replacement guys, and yeah, I... um, for but... also we never got to well... this, but what what did you do for Soul Asylum? You weren't just you weren't selling T-shirts. No, I was guitar teching uh, and uh, basically setting the stage, uh, drum teching for Michael Bland. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was four years, almost four years with Soul Asylum that I was working. And when we'd go out and um, work a show, it was uh, skeleton crew. They call. It was our tour manager Kim King. Oh yeah, Kim King, fine, yep. the old fine line booker. She mm-hmm. was one of my first shows. Sound guy, you know, uh, Jared, he was awesome, and then uh, myself, and then the band. So it was just three of us: our sound guy, tour manager, me. <laughs> and you know, we'd have to set the stage, sound check it all, and then the band would come up and sound check. For their monitors and themselves, and then break for show. Wow! Uh, so yeah, I was how was setting... that experience? Were you guys traveling all over and having fun, or what? All over. Um, but yeah, the toughest part I think was having to prioritize what's first and what's next and what's after that. Like setting the drums, getting the bass rig up, getting Dan's guitar rig up together, getting Dave's guitar rig up. And together, then the acoustics and sound checking. Everything. You did all their stuff. The whole stage, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Jared. Did he smash any guitars on you? And you're just sitting with your mouth open, like, no, no. Uh, Dave was great with me, and um, Dave and I got along really well. Same with Dan. Okay. And uh, Tommy Stinson was play- playing bass in the band at that time, uh, and then he'd sub the gig out when he had a, like a Guns N' Roses show or something he had to do. Yeah. You gotta take them every now and then. But Tommy uh, was great too, uh, and Michael, of course, love that guy. Always didn't will. you start out bringing him? Didn't you drive him to the show when we were hanging out years ago? You said you used to drive him to the shows at the bunkers. Oh yeah, well that's the thing. When um, when I first started working with Soul Asylum, I never met Michael before, and you know here we live in the same town, and I've gone to bunkers so many times. To see Dr. Mambo's combo. 
James Rines, uh, Michael's drum tech at that time, was looking to um, move on. He was going to open up a restaurant. Uh, That's how it started. He was going to open up a bar and grill in um, uh, Winona, I want to say. Okay. Red Wing. That was where it was. Yeah. Red Wing. And uh, because of the location and all, he, he just was like, I need somebody to help me out with drum teching for Michael. And since you're out on the road with Soul Asylum, it'd be be good for you to know, you know, kind of Michael's setup anyway. So I thought that, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Thinking, well, it's just until James gets his restaurant up and running and and then he'll come back and yeah. drum, you know, continue drum teching for Michael. And then after, you know, a month, two months, three months, James just looks at me when he stops by Bunkers and just looks at me. He's like, well, this uh, bar and grill gig is taking a lot more of my time than I'd planned. And uh, you're the guy now. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you serious? Yeah. So I just kind of fell into that one. Um, so, yeah, driving Michael around uh, because basically, like, I got to bring his drums. Yeah. You might as well ride with. Yeah, man, he's worked with everybody. How yes. many people have dropped his name in this podcast? Michael? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to get him on. I mean, and and the, the work that Michael does with John Fields as well. Uh, John Fields does a lot of producing. Yeah. And, you know, he was a guitar player in Greasy Meal. Yep. Um, yeah, with what did, uh, they did, uh, Mandy Moore, uh, Nick Jonas, the Jonas Brothers, uh, all that stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Didn't Perner come back up here because he found Michael Bland and was looking everywhere for a drummer and finally found his favorite drummer? Is that a true story? I read that somewhere. Yeah. Well, they, they were. Uh... I'm a total mark for Solo Asylum, man. I just <clears throat> love those guys. Yeah. I think Dave. Said something about the um, the fact that they were going in to record an album and they needed to kind of rehearse these songs. And in rehearsal, they had Michael, you know, covering on the drums. And after a few songs, Dave just turns around and looks at Michael and says, "Do you want to be in my band?" <laughs> and Michael's like, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> okay." It just kind of happened. That's so awesome. Well, Michael is just so good. How can you not? I mean, and no one ever pegged him as a rock guy, but because all the stuff he did with Prince. On a D-I-U-M-S. On a D-I-U-M-S. He's a fucking His name is Michael, but you can call him Master.
he was yeah. the he was the funk drummer. He was the guy that had that groove. Yeah. And chops and just laid it down so funky. No one ever thought this guy can play rock. And Dave saw it. Dave heard it and just Dave, Michael he's he's a rock drummer that has groove, you know, and can just play rock differently than anyone else yeah do they have any recording projects coming up soul asylum or what are they playing well they just i think they just finished an album yeah i don't know i haven't uh i haven't been in that camp for a year or so okay uh what was your favorite songs that they would play just all the classics and stuff um not good with song titles so you'll have to bear that's the thing when i start working with them I didn't know any of their music. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, other than somebody to shove, Black Gold, you know, Runaway Train, the hits. Runaway Train, never going back. Wrong way on a one-way track. I didn't even know that they were part of the whole Clerks soundtrack deal. Did you know about that? Clerks? No. Yeah. I love the movie. Yeah. They're in the Clerks soundtrack? Yeah. What song? I don't know. I'll look that up. I know they were on the, uh, uh, what's that, Sweet? What's her name? Virginia Sweet or Jor- Victoria Sweet? Uh-uh. They had this song called Summer of Drugs. That was one of my favorite mm. ones of theirs. They ever they still cover that one? Yeah. And we were too young to be convinced. Once in a while, it's it's not often because it's a it's a marathon song. Yeah, it's long. Some hey, oh, like kind of big sing along yep, thing. Yeah, um, I loved you. Still the long song called Marionette. They they still that one at all? Yes. Um, there's another song called Lately. I think. Okay. It's one of their newer ones. It's actually pretty dang good. Uh, um, but they're they're old like. Just straight ahead in your face, like rock, like you know somebody to shove and stuff like that. That's kind of what that's I. That's iconic. That's I what love I love. That stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're they're getting a little older now, but how was their behavior on the road, <laughs> <laughs> Matt? No, they're great. They're great. They really are. I mean, and they're fun. And they're, they're not. Um, they don't. I'm sure I, I don't I don't know because I don't have firsthand knowledge of you know what went on through the '90s and and such when they're at their height. I've heard stories, you know, yeah, about just just some craziness going on. <laughs> um, yeah, they no they like to they like to have fun. Let's just say that. Uh, good. But now, yeah, I mean, it's kind of become a little bit more of a all right. We're grown up. We're a little more mature and. Um, look at this and take it a little more seriously. That's kind of the, the vibe I got the last few years I've been cool. working with them. And Dave, um, Dave's a conversationalist. He, he loves just conversation. He'll just like, if he has a chance, he has a moment, he has some time in the car, whatever. He'll just be like, so Maddie, you know, and just start talking and, and want to, 
see what you think about things. Uh, he, he's very, um, wants to see your side of it, and he'll play devil's advocate to get it out of you. Like, what's an example? Oh, I don't know. Uh, just stuff about music. Yeah. Uh, direction music is going, why people don't buy albums anymore, and they're just buying the single, stuff like that, and he'll... He'll 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 kind of get into a little bit of a debate with you, even though he knows you're right. <laughs> he just wants to hear how you know your thought process and and the way you think and what what your take on it is. Yeah, uh, you said you're working with Kim King. Mm. Now, almost any band <laughs> in the Twin Cities that's been playing around for years and years has worked with Kim King. She's yeah. booked. Probably everybody on planet Earth. I know she she was very helpful with us <clears throat> playing at the Fine Line. Uh, classic booking agent in the Twin Cities. Uh, first of all, how's she doing? Well, she's she's uh, she. When I met Kim, she was tour managing Soul Asylum and kind of organizing that whole craziness. And so, yeah, she and I worked worked pretty closely together because. Chilled my ticket to the flight that we needed to be on. No, uh, but yeah, Kim was great. You, you can't imagine what goes on trying to organize fly dates and oh, advancing advancing backline. Yeah, getting the band because the band doesn't all live in Minneapolis. So how did you transition out of Soul Asylum into the Chris Hockey gig? Um. Well, I was. While I was working with Soul Asylum, because we weren't, we weren't like playing every weekend. Yeah. Um, I was kind of filling in on my off nights or whatever with Rocket Club and with Chris Hockey Band, and then uh, I think it was um, had to have been like. A couple of years ago when Soul Asylum, they were finishing up their, um, not the latest album, but the one before, uh, they took a five-month break. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps with the bills. Yeah, but it wasn't a planned five months. It was, uh, well, November, we're just going to try to you know finish up the album and we're going to take a break from gigs and then... December, we canceled, you know, a couple shows, and then Dan and Dave and decided that, okay, to finish this album, let's just hold off on booking any shows until we get this record done, because we got to get it done. And uh, then, you know, January and February rolls around, and there's no shows. I can't hang. No. No. <laughs> and then I started uh, teching with, you know, Chris Hockey a little bit more and with Luke and anything Luke also did on the side. Um, and yeah, it just ended up being like you just, I've been, I was around it. Transition out of it. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, when Chris asked if I wanted to play guitar in his band, uh, I couldn't say no. Well, no, of course I, you're gonna say yes. I haven't hadn't, hadn't been on stage in twelve years, you know. I was guitar teching for that long, like uh, when I left Fade to Shade to work with GB Late. I know we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Yeah, okay, uh, that was this, that was like 
2002. Oh, wow. Okay, so part two of the Matt Everson Mark Steer Music Podcast experience is now concluded. Uh, wow. We're just we're just getting through the stories, man. We got I got get one more out of here. <laughs> we got so we gotta much do part more. three. I know so we're just much we're more. just getting warmed up, man. <laughs> At first one was okay, but now we're getting all warmed up. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So okay, so please tune in next week and stick around for part three. Oh, first of all, uh, story behind the song segment. So we just play some old Soul Asylum one and hopefully don't get mad. They don't get mad at us. Sure. I don't know. What, what what's your favorite one? Misery. Misery. There you go. Hopefully they don't get mad at us. <laughs> See you next week. They wouldn't. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me via email at markstereamusic at gmail.com. Also, if you get a chance... Please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Mm-hmm.